0: Hey, it's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. And this is our Tuesday edition of Journey Through Scripture. I'm gl- glad you've joined us today. We're going to be looking through Deuteronomy chapters 22 through 28. So 22 through 28. And uh, we're, we're going to be finishing up Deuteronomy this week. So on Thursday will be the last uh, uh, section of Deuteronomy. Um, this one, kind of leading up to it, again, we've, we've talked about this before, there's, there's a lot of things that are repeated um, throughout uh, all of the, the Torah that are continually repeated, reiterating it to the, to the people, how important it is. And, uh, and so here we have kind of a mixture of some things in these few chapters, um, some different laws that are reiterated again. Um, again, as you read through those, know that we're not going to understand everything about them right and, and and we're not uh called to to live by those those laws exactly but if you can get a principle from the law that can be very very important and very instructive so we start off in uh chapter 22 it goes through getting to the words, the end of chapter 22 i thought um it it talks about um, some sexual morality and some things like that. Uh, one thing that was was interesting is it specifically makes sure and, and to our ears, this is this sounds crazy, but it specifically makes sure that if a woman is raped, that she is not held responsible for that <laughs> right? like that her the 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 person who did it is the one to be held responsible, um, which again in that culture uh, and in that time period that wasn't always uh, always the case uh, so I know last time we talked about how um women were supposed to be treated whenever they were taken captive, uh, and it was uh, it, it, the, the Bible is prescribing a better way. Um, and so even though we do deal with some of these cultural challenges, uh, the Bible is actually very uh, progressive, uh, if you will, in a, in a lot of its views on on women and how they should be viewed uh, and treated. So we see that in chapter 22. Chapter 23, um, I, I thought it was a uh, Uh, Interesting. Um, (laughs) That specifically uh, remembers the people, the Moabites and the Ammonites. Uh, Do you remember Balaam? Who uh, the donkey talked to Balaam? Uh, It uh, talks about that. How those groups of people are to be separated. You're not supposed to deal with them. Um, We we see some uh, how how that (laughs) how God remembered that uh, instance, and the people should remember uh, what happened there. Um, We uh, keep going. You see other miscellaneous uh, laws um, in verse 17 of chapter 23 says, There shall be no ritual harlot. Of the daughters of Israel, or a perverted one of the sons of Israel, um, right? So there shouldn't be uh, prostitution brought in with the worshiping of of God. Uh, this was a common practice. Uh, this was a common practice even in the New Testament times. Um, Paul ran into this, in many of uh, the throughout the Roman Empire um, of prostitution being incorporated with worshiping God. Um, God made it very clear that that is is a part of. Uh, th- that is a, that is a disgrace that is not something that we should participate in uh, and and we should be very wary of that and unfortunately uh, the people eventually down the road uh, they start practicing some of these things um, but uh, whenever we read things like that again our 21st century uh, uh, ears and uh, hear that and we 're like, how could that ever happen well it it was a common practice, uh, and the Bible was making sure to make a stance against that, which would have been very unique. Um, it would have been, especially at that time, it would have been the only religion that would have been uh, specifically uh, prohibiting that type of, of behavior. Um, you have uh, chapter 24, it uh, talks about uh, divorce and giving a certificate of divorce, Um it, Interestingly, um, verse five it says, "When a man has taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war or be charged with any business. He shall be free at home for one year and bring happiness to his wife whom he has taken." That's that's interesting because you know one of the things that kind of gets uh, the stereotype of a uh, traditional. view of, of marriage is kind of this uh, male-dominated uh, view, and sometimes that's the, the stereotype that gets thrown uh, against the Bible, uh, the biblical view of marriage. Uh, but it is vitally important that we understand what that marriage is supposed to be. And that, unfortunately, there are people uh, who, who claim to believe Scripture who ha- have and practice marriages where the the man is very dominant and the happiness of the wife doesn't seem to be very important. Um, but that's not the case at all. Uh, a marriage should, should bring happiness to both people. It should be, be something that, that, uh, gives us strength and, uh, and enjoyment and encouragement and draws us closer to God as well. That's what marriage was designed to do. I think it's very interesting, uh, that, uh, a man would not be required, uh, to go, uh, fight in war, uh, or really to, to do much business for a year um, after he was married, to spend time with his wife and to, to bring happiness there. Uh, th- I thought that was, was, was pretty interesting. Uh, you, you continue going on there in, in chapter 24, verse 16. Kind of interesting, uh, and, and I think this is a important a uh, principle uh, to remember it says, fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor shall children be put to death for their fathers. A person shall be put to death for his own sin right that that we are accountable for our own sin, we are not uh, to be held accountable for the sins of our forefathers or of our ancestors um, that that is a that's a, an important um, uh, principle to remember that that you are responsible for your actions and uh, you have to pay the consequences for your actions. Now, other people can uh, be impacted by that um, for for sure. In fact, our children are definitely impacted by our actions, um, but but they do not have to pay for our, our actions. Um, and that, that's a very important principle that we should uh, always uh, remember and take heed of. So, as you continue to go on, it talks again about the offerings, uh, the first fruits and the tithes, uh, offerings, how that was going to support uh, the priestly system. Uh, it also is a, uh, an important reminder of what is most important that the people were called to be set apart uh, for God. Um, and then we see at the end of chapter 26, going into 27, uh, we see a little bit more of that, that the the people are, they are a special people. Um, in chapter 27, it talks about uh, setting up some large stones and, and writing the words of the law on them so that they would not uh, forget those words. Um, and uh, then it, it talks about setting those up, and then it, it Talks about that you are going to be uh, crossing over into the Jordan, um, and and we have uh, blessings and curses. What w- we're going to see that throughout chapter twenty seven is kind of interesting. These these blessings and curses. If you read through the curse uh, curses on uh, twenty seven uh, in chapter twenty seven, it kind of reminds you. Okay, here are the things that. That are important for us to avoid you know the behavior that we should avoid it says cursed is the one who treats his father and mother with contempt uh, cursed is the one who moves his labor neighbor, neighbor's landmark which that's basically stealing uh, land uh, from from your neighbor uh, cursed is the one who makes the blind to wander off the road right so there's there's all of these uh, uh, curses um, that that are a result of not living out the law, not following the commands that God has given. Uh, And then chapter 28, uh, there are more blessings for obedience, curses on disobedience. And uh, in verse 9, I want to read this in chapter 28. says, The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods and the fruit of your body and increase your livestock and the produce and the ground. Uh, The Lord will open to you his good treasures, the heavens to give rain to your land. You shall uh, And it goes on and on about the, the blessings. But... It is so important, it says, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. So the way that people were going to know that God was the one true God was that the people obeyed God, right? They lived out uh, the way that God w- wanted them to live. They were living out his commandments. Uh, that is uh, vital for us to understand today because the most effective way of evangelism um, is, is, is not the Billy Graham style of evangelism, even though that was very effective. And there were many people's lives that was changed about that. But you know what, what uh, does the most for the kingdom of God is when we actually live out the commands of God whenever we live out the life that He has called us to live, that truly makes a difference in the world around us that that uh, gives a shows shows the world that there is a different way to live um, and and that is something that all of us can be evangelist in the sense that we can live out the life that God has called us to live uh, and that can truly make a difference in fact, one of the the biggest uh, excuses, if you will, that I, that I hear and that you've probably heard of people kind of falling away from church or kind of stepping a, aside from uh, a Christian faith is, is, well, you know, the church is full of a bunch of hypocrites. You know, it's people that they don't live uh, what they preach. And of course, they're, they're true because guess what? We're all human and we're all hypocrites. Um, however, if we would actually strive to live out uh, the commands of God, uh, that can truly start making a difference in the culture around us. And, and one of two things is going to happen is we are going to be influenced by culture and we're going to become more like the culture around us, or we are going uh, to live according to the ways of God and we are going to stick out uh, amongst the culture and, and hopefully begin drawing people uh, to a, a relationship with God um the but you see that uh, all the way through the old testament and of course that uh theme is carried through uh all, all through scripture uh, through Jesus uh and through the sacrifice that he made for us um yes he came to free us from the the binding of the law uh but not to keep us from living the commands that he's called us to live Right, we know that we can experience forgiveness and we can find a new life in Him, but that doesn't, doesn't mean that we should not strive to live a life following the commands that God has given us. Uh, and the principles of those commands begin all the way back uh, here in the Old Testament. If you continue reading through uh, chapter 28, you have the blessings on obedience and then the curses on disobedience. You know, guess what? The way you live has consequences. Uh, the choices you make have consequences. Um, there, there are ramifications to, to living life against uh, God's desires, against how God created you to live. And, and sometimes we uh, view that as unfairness and we uh, get all upset about it. But the reality is, as many times, whenever you're going through difficulty and frustration in life, if you're honest, you can look back and say well you know i i see how <laughs> my life and my life choices led to this point um and it's it's vital that we understand that there there are consequences for our actions um that it is important that we choose to live the way god has called us to to live in ver- verse 58 of chapter 28 Says, if you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear uh, this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, the serious and prolonged sicknesses, and it, it goes on. But again, talking about how it is vital that they were that the people were to carefully observe all the words of the law, um, that they may fear God, um, and and we see the ramifications of them falling away from God. Um, you know, this is going to begin a, a hundreds of years of, of the, the rising and falling of the people of Israel um, and unfortunately does end up into them losing the promised land that they are about to go and claim. Uh, so they're about to experience the blessings of God in unbelievable ways, but unfortunately, because they do not listen, to what God has said, they also are going to experience uh, the curses that they were warned about because of their disobedience. All right, so we're going to wrap that up today, and so we're going to be finishing out Deuteronomy next time, so that's going to be chapters 29 through 34, Uh, and then I'd also encourage you to read Psalm 90, so Deuteronomy 29 through 34, and then read Psalm 90, um, and uh, now Psalm 90, we, we don't know a lot of the time frames of when Psalms were written, uh, but it is talking about Moses and, and, the, and the people. So we're going uh, to put it right here. So on Thursday, we'll go through Deuteronomy chapters 29 through 34 and Psalm 90. All right, we'll see you on Thursday.